Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Hey, this is Kiriaki. And Nikki Scorpio. You have just tuned in to the Sophisticated Psychos Experience. Today, we have Tom Lawless, the one and only president of Vox, a voiceover agency in Los Angeles, California. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to season two, episode one. I am so excited. Seriously, the guest we have today, Tom Lawless, the president of Vox, I'm just screaming over here. I've been so nervous to put this podcast out. It's just like this giddy, giddy feeling, you know? I just love voiceover so much. Um, This episode was actually recorded prior to the pandemic, prior to lockdown. So um, it's really, really juicy information, and it's going to be a great, great show today. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy, and I'm in gratitude. And yeah, the thought of today is just gratitude. So what are you grateful for? I grew up running cross country. I'm all about the short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals. I'm in it for the long haul, you know, loyalty to the bone. I'm a Scorpio. And um, yeah, right now, you know, it's September. So we're in the fourth quarter of 2020, and we have an opportunity to just go for it. We have the opportunity to take massive action, okay, and make a great impact. So that's what I'm all about. I hope to inspire you. I hope to enrich your life. I hope to hear from you. Reach out to me. You can just go to chinakas.com, send me a message, um, any way you want to connect with me on social media. Uh, you know, you know how it works. Just Google and make it happen. So uh, yeah, with no further ado, let's get into um, yeah the episode with Tom Lawless. Woohoo! Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. All right, cool. So I wonder, uh, what's one of your favorite all-time books? One of my favorite all-time books? That's an interesting question. Um, well, it's interesting. One of the the books that really stood out to me over the years is one I read back in high school, actually. And um, it's probably, it can probably tell about the things I watch on TV and things like that since. And it's, it's called In Cold Blood by you know Truman Capote. And um, just a fascinating story about, uh, fascinating in one sense and disturbing in many senses, where um, a couple of guys went in to rob this small time, um, uh, this family in the small time town in the Midwest. And uh, Things went a little haywire and uh, ended up killing the family, um, which uh, which obviously rocked this little small town. Um, but then it also was a fascinating story just about about the the criminals themselves, because mm-hmm. you know, as many people know, Truman Capote got to to interview and know these people, particularly one of the characters, very closely. And so it was fascinating to kind of have perspectives on them as humans, as well as not. You know, not discounting the the tragedy that happened and the effect that it had, obviously not on just the family, but the entire town and the entire region. And and I guess you know, growing up in a smaller town myself, it was easy to um, uh, easy to see how that would affect um, you know me, my family, my friends, and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, and yeah, and it was just one of the one of the best written books I'd ever read. And, and I've really never really found its equal in that sense. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of, uh, it's one of my favorites and, uh, and yeah, you know, now I'm you know, reading other books about, uh, you know, serial killers and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So it's like, <laughs> it, it, it piqued an interest and it scares me how much it interests me, but it does. It's uh, it's fascinating stuff. 
Very cool. Um, so speaking of growing up in a small town, so I, I read a, a, the bio about you and uh, you basically, you came from a small town and then you basically worked your way up into the company and now you're part of such a diverse and eclectic team from people with different beliefs and backgrounds and and maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I think it's super cool. Yeah, thanks. It uh, it, it has been an, an kind of an interesting journey in that sense and I, and I did, uh, you know, I grew up in a small town on the East Coast, um, south of Boston. And, uh, and where exactly? Town was called Duxbury. Mm-hmm. So it was basically in between. It's on the south shore between the Cape and the city and, and Boston. Um, and uh, and it was, yeah. I mean, I, and I loved growing up there, and, and you know, I have some lifelong friends still, um, you know, from there. Um, and it was, it really was a magical childhood. Um, but at the same time, it was pretty one dimensional in terms of you know the folks that we were interacting with and dealing with, and uh, um, you know, and and that at the time didn't really think much of it, and it was just what I knew, and it was you know, and again. Yeah, mostly great folks, and it was it was fun. But uh, you know, as I went to college and um, expanded on that a little bit, you know, it was one of those things where I realized I just I wanted to see more and experience more. And um, when I graduated college, I wasn't sure whether I was gonna wasn't sure what I was gonna do really. But I, I knew I wanted to either travel abroad and see some things, or travel across the country and see some things. And and ended up doing the latter with a with a buddy of mine from high school. Actually, we we took a few weeks and drove out, and wow, it was a, it was a blast and uh, one of the best decisions I. Ever made really, you know, because um, you know, uh, one of the things, the few things I did realize when I was young was that it was like, look, well, if I get locked into a job somewhere, I may not have this kind of freedom again, this kind of time to do it. So I was glad I did it when I did, and um, and came out here and was out here for a few months and uh, was enjoying it and wasn't quite ready to go back, but I was starting to run out of money, so it was time to get a job, and so um, ended up uh, ended up at you know at the at the agency as an assistant, and 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 it is, it's one of those things that you know, as I was here for a while and as I got to work with the company for. A while, um, it, really eye-opening in the sense of you, you know there was just a, a, a greater mix of, of individuals and ethnicities and backgrounds and beliefs, and um, it always it just. It, it was one of those things that just continued to enrich, you know, and, and it was, you know, after a while you start to realize, like, I don't think I could live any other way than having all these perspectives around and, um, things to bounce off of and talk to. It's, um, I don't think I could go back to that idyllic life I had before without, you know, certainly it'd be a much different perspective. So, um, it's something that I've always really liked about the city. It's always something I've always really liked about the company. Um, you know, between the, the folks that work here, the folks we hire, um, our great clients. Um, it's just a great mix of folks, a great mix of that. And it uh, uh, provides great perspectives that, uh, you know, to this day, I really appreciate. Very cool. Now, another quick question is, because um, voiceover for a lot of people is is like a fun secret world that people don't often think of. Right. When you when you came in to get that job, was it intentional for you or was it, oh, these people are hiring? And like, what what was it that, that made you uh, decide to Definitely the, the second part. Now, it was, uh, <laughs> I actually... Um, I was out here and, you know, talking to my sister and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, you know, again, at the time out of college, I didn't know, you know, I was a finance major and I knew I didn't want to just jump to New York into that world, but I didn't Where really know. Where were you educated? Uh, Villanova, mm-hmm. uh, right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, sure. Two-time national champ the last three years. Anyway, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go Jay Wright. But, uh, but yeah, so, so when I was out here, she's like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know, maybe I'll try something in entertainment while I'm in LA. Sounds interesting. And she had a cousin, um, um, or she had a, her best 
friend from college actually had a cousin that worked out here in the business. And she's like, maybe I could set up a dinner um, and you could pick his brain and stuff. I'm like, that'd be great. So I did. At the end of the dinner, um, he's like, okay, it was great to meet you. You clearly have no idea what you want to do. Uh, I'm like, correct. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, we are looking for an assistant at our company, you know, and we do voiceover and we do. And I'm like, what's that? You know, and yeah. whatever. And, <laughs> and you know, exactly. Like it was, it was an interview. It was an opportunity. So I said, great. And so I ended up, uh, I ended up getting the job and taking it um, probably in part because I was probably the only one who would take it for the money being offered at the time. But, uh, you know, I was young out of school and needed, needed the work. And so, and got into it and, and, and it was, it was, you know, it was one of those happy discoveries that many people make once they get into the world of voiceover and you realize like, wow, this is really pretty interesting yeah. and, a, and a, and a fun form of, uh, of acting and, and, and a different form. Um, and, uh, and in general, I also found, you know, granted I didn't have a ton uh, to counteract it. And, 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 but from what I had heard, you know, I really liked all the people that I was working with and a lot mm. of the actors I was working with. And it was a different, you know, and I don't know if it's because you don't, you're not on camera and you're not thinking in that vain right, term right, all the right. time, but just <laughs> the folks, uh, in general, just tend to be, just tend to be great and very giving and very supportive. And, uh, uh, and there truly is when you see, folks with the talent for uh, to be able to create different characters and be able to different things. It's, it's astonishing when you, especially when you get to see the best of the best, which I've been, you know, fortunate enough to do so oh, on the, over the years. That's so sweet. I, I particularly love voiceovers because I mean, everyone's well out of the box mm -hmm. and everyone's their own character. And it's so cool because you can, they want you to go big. They rather right. have you go big because you can always go small. Easier to, easier to bring it down than it is to build you up for sure. And, and, yeah. and the freedoms that it provides where there are certain uh, roles, you know, all actors won't be able to play on camera because of the look, because of certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a, a limit you know, that, that gets, you know, that, that gets thrown out the window with voiceover. I mean, you can really, you know, we've had, you know, I've had men you know, play Puerto Rican women in characters, right. yeah. you know, like, wow. and there's, you know, things along those lines. So wow. there's, you know, there's that kind of freedom that you just simply can't get, you know, mm -hmm. on the other side. And it's, it's fun to watch those that can truly take advantage of that and, uh, and have fun with it. What are a couple of your favorite um, animation shows of all time? Ooh, that's a good that's a good one too. <laughs> um, you know, one of my favorites. Uh, I loved the Penguins of Madagascar, the mm, the show yeah. um, that was based, obviously, off of off of the film. Um, but it, yeah, you know, John DiMaggio is a client here. Is one of the one of the client one of the one of the one of the talented actors on the show, and I got to see a couple of the episodes uh, recorded in person, and and I, it was just one of the most clever, one of the funniest. Uh, you know, and you know, kids loved it. Adults loved it. I, I just, it's literally one of, one of my favorites of all time. And, uh, and like most people, um, you know, the Simpsons is pretty extraordinary mm -hmm. and yeah. kind of its own unique thing. And that's one of those that, again, obviously I was watching it when I was a kid and, you know, I mean, to this day, you'll turn everyone's around like, yeah, Simpsons episode and you'll watch it, you know, and it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's still great. It's still fun. So, um, that's truly is, you know, and, you know, from from someone who's worked in in voiceover and obviously seen thousands and thousands of animated shows from start to end over the years, what they've done and what they continue to do is is, is pretty extraordinary. And it's just the, you know, it's the one off. It, it'll never happen again. It's you know, it's kind of like one of those things. But it's it's fun to be around while it's going on and you know, in the middle of it. Yeah, and then um, what's one of your um, favorite animation movies of all mm. time, or yeah, one that I, you um, like? I do think uh, I do think Up is probably my my favorite. I um, love Up. Yeah, 
just really an amazing, and not just because we, you know, we put Ed in it, you know, <laughs> and the lead. That was that was great as well, but it really was. I mean, it, I mean, as most people say, like if you well, those first 10, 15 minutes, uh, you know, it was extraordinary. I'd never really seen it in an animated film the way it touched you like that, and um, and just start to finish, it was just uh, it's just a beautiful movie that you know I can watch. Anytime it's on, you know, this and that, or somebody's never seen it before, you're excited to show it to them and all this kind of stuff. It's just a, it's a beautiful story. And it was just so well done and just so much, so much fun. And, and, and certainly being, you know, a little, um, biased on the sense where we were able to see some of it as it was being developed mm-hmm. and as it go and then to see the final product it was just it was extraordinary super cool yeah. super cool yeah. i was wondering so um for educational purposes um what do you think uh people who want to get into voiceovers uh certain steps they should take like for example i didn't know about voiceovers, but I knew I could do all these different voices. <laughs> right, right. She actually showed me the steps to take, and I took the steps, and and I connected with Alyssa. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like there's a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I have a unique voice," right, right. you know. Like, and and for somebody who doesn't know, or maybe somebody who is in a smaller town, what what mm-hmm. would be what would be the steps? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there's because of the fact that the technology has really opened up the game to people all over the country because of the fact that like you can go get a mic. Microphone, you can jump on a pay for play site. Not that I endorse those, but it's possible, you know, to kind of get the ball rolling and get started. That kind of thing wasn't possible when I started. Like yeah. it just, it was, it was actors in New York, Chicago, and LA that were, you know, represented and they would go in and to their agent's office and audition on a daily basis. And, and those were the only folks that were really getting in the mix. Nowadays, because of the, because of the technology and the fact that there's, you know, not only can you audition all over the place, but there are more and more voiceover centric uh, opportunities in more than just the major markets. And so, you know, oftentimes you'll say to folks, well, you should go, you know, take a class and, and, and do some of the, you know, to kind of get your feet wet into to what the process is and how it works. And, and obviously that's certainly the case and, and, and something you can do in these markets, but you can do it in, in a lot of different cities these days. There's just, there's more and more opportunities out there because it's becoming a bigger thing. Um, and it's, you know, we used to call it the best kept secret in the world, not anymore. Mm. People yeah, are, yeah, people totally are really starting to, it's like, oh, you, you make that much money and you do that. It's like, okay. <laughs> There's, there's a little more to it, but yeah, yes, yeah. That, that can be the final result and it's exciting. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do, you know, it's still the basics of, uh, you know, finding that class and there's different things you can do if you're not in a major city where there's more and more online references that you can start to go to and um, online courses and things of that nature where you can go and, and some of it is just about just to get an idea of exactly what you're talking about. Like, how do you? How does this even work? Like, how do you even get started? How does this happen? And so there are, there are more and more avenues that you can go to um, to at least get that ball rolling. And then, you know, to your point, what you said before, a lot of it, too, is one thing people don't realize is just how important just networking is and just getting to know people that do work in the industry. And, and, and kind of what I talked about before with VO being so great in terms of talent really helping other talent and doing other things, you know, people in general want to help, you know? And so yeah. sometimes that helps me, you know, says you shouldn't be doing this. I've heard your demo, right. yeah, but um, <laughs> um, and, and, and I believe that, but, uh, but also it's like, you know, like if you know someone that's in the, in the industry, even in, to a degree, you know, ask them a couple questions. They're usually happy 
happy to help me. Like, yeah, you should talk to so-and-so. You should do this and this and that. And so it's just about gathering that information and, and starting to, as you gather that more and more, you start to realize the folks that are really serious and have done this for a while. And, you know, probably the folks that you should be talking to and other folks that, you know, thing that's dangerous about this whole thing expanding is that there are going to be folks out there trying to take advantage of folks that just want to get into it. And so who don't you know, know, who don't know. So what are some know? things like that are a no, no, don't do. So one isn't taken advantage of if they don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough because you, you, you really, there, there's not usually a you know, a giant red flag that you can notice right away in the sense of uh, unless there should be some sort of credentials, right? When you're looking at, you know, some sort of a coach or things of that nature where you'd like, I've worked with so-and-so and I do work on this and I do work on this, you know, try to research that as much to, to, to see that these people are working on real projects and they're, um, have worked with real talent and, you know, things of that nature so that you're not just jumping in with somebody who said, Hey, I did a couple of spots in Idaho for this. I know what I'm doing, you know, and you're like, no, no you don't, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, it's trying to do as much due diligence on your side and research on your side to go, this person's in the game. This person's, I can't tell. And if you can't tell, there's others out there. Keep looking. So speaking of research, um, can you list coaches you recommend or casting directors um, so people can go to their websites? For example, um, Bill Holmes is an amazing one. Yeah. Um, so maybe, um, so when people are listening to this, they can then go on further in their research to look up maybe some websites or, uh, coaches that right. you admire, have relationships throughout the years or someone. So you're, maybe- you're trying to get me in trouble. So the folks I don't mention will come after me. I get it. No, no, it's all good. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, we only have so much time. Right, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. It's very limited, but like you met, like Bill's just, great. Yeah. Um, Bill, at compost productions, um, great at, uh, uh, cause there's some folks that will do, um, coaching. Coaching. Some folks are good at really good at producing demos. Sometimes they're separate skill sets. Sometimes they're both like Bill's good at both. Um, and it's also good to when you're doing this, sometimes um, you want to make it as worthwhile and possible. And so a lot of casting directors are also doing classes and are also producing demos these days. And, you know, it can't hurt to get in front of a casting director, work with them, and then hopefully you get something out of that. If you really impress them and do that, they're going to keep you in mind for stuff that they're working on as well. So you can kind of, it helps with that, um, you know, notion of of, uh, you know, doing networking while you're learning, you know, which is great. So that, you know, Calmonson and Calmonson always does uh, a great class. Elaine Craig, Carol Kimball, you know, really like those guys here in town. Um, and so like there, there's things of that, uh, like I said, where you can kind of do a kill two birds with one stone a bit um, yeah. by working with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, with technology, I mean, you can always like Skype people and everything. It's funny yeah. Talk, yeah. talking about Bill. So while we're on the way here, we <laughs> popped into a coffee shop and the guy's like, here's your large mocha latte. And I'm like, oh my God, you need to do voiceovers. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be the guy because I, I get more anime. I'm, I really thrive on like animation. Sure. If there's like and a music the background thing, the, yeah. the commercial ones, I'm, I'm still honing in and, yeah. you know, and, and, and finding that golden voice. But I'm like, you're going to be the guy that's going to get it, you know? <laughs> and, and he's like, thank you so much. And, and he's like, you're changing my life as we speak. He was so wow. grateful. And he, he wrote down Bill Holmes' information. Oh, great. Yeah. And I, I, I send a lot of, I've sent so many, over a hundred people to Bill Holmes because he introduced me to you and to Vox uh, over two years ago. And I'm so grateful and I'm, I'm loyal to the bone. So (laughs) I am so grateful because it's, it's You are great like that. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, and it's true. And 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 the one nice thing, uh, you know, the not 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 the one nice thing, Bill. There's many, I'm sure. But there, you know, he's he's good about like he'll he'll teach and he'll do stuff, but he's also not going to sell you a bill of goods when it's not there. You know, which again can be tricky sometimes because coaches in general they get paid because you pay them to teach, and so right. some yeah. of them try to drag that out a little bit, try to do it. And you know, you know, Bill's great about going. You know, this is you know maybe you want to concentrate more on this or this or this and that. You mm-hmm. know, like even sometimes when you're talking about specific markets because not everybody does cross over to whether it be animation video games commercials promos trailer like they're all their own thing there are some clients that that work in all of them and do it very well and that's great and there's others that only kind of uh, their strength is in one of them Mm -hmm. or maybe one or two of them and that's okay too so it's it's about finding that and and really trying to put your effort uh, and your money oftentimes because they're they're each their own demos and those types of things and so you want to start to make those decisions based on you know what you think your best trajectory is he's great about leading that leading that charge for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're very, very popular. Uh, last week <laughs> we went to um, the was it was the E3 Expo happening for That's voiceovers right. downtown, and um, gratefully through you, I booked some roles on Minecraft. Yes, you did. And then the team, uh, you know, had this beautiful party. And I mean, Tom, like everyone kept coming up to Tom the whole time. He was the most popular guy in the whole place. <laughs> very, uh, very popular. Go that 20 years in the business. You know, it, it's interesting because it's, you know, people all the time say like it's tough to break in. It's kind of, and, and it can be at times, but it's, it's also an interesting thing in that it's, it's like a, a fairly decent sized high school. It's a small little community, you know, and, and, and over the years you just get to know people and, 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 you know, the one thing that we try to do has always been, uh, you know, not that it's unique to us certainly, but I mean, you know, you build relationships and you build, um, relationships to last and not just try to squeeze over somebody on one particular deal to squeeze every last dollar out of it. It's more about building that relationship. So they want to keep coming back and you create stuff together and, and, and continue to build off that. And, uh, uh, you know, I think we've been able to do that over the years, which is great. And, uh, you know, we've got a great relationship with most of the folks that we work with because, you know, we do good work for our clients, but we're fair and we're responsive and, and, uh, you know, hopefully they appreciate that. And, uh, and it is, it's, you know, we don't, you know, probably do as many as those gatherings as there used to be in the VO world and stuff. So it's, you know, I appreciated going to that with you. That was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. it was good to see some folks I hadn't, you know, hadn't seen in a bit. So, um, um, so it was great. And there's a gathering tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's Speaking a, of gatherings. There is a gathering tonight. Yeah. Uh, there's a gathering tonight of, of, of Vox clients itself. So that'll be, uh, that's always great. And it's, you know, it, it's one of those things that we try to do, um, again, back in the day, clients would always come to the, to the office to audition. And so we'd see them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was great. I mean, it was, you know, it was great to see them. You know, it's one of those things after a while you realize like it does affect the workday a little bit. If you're always talking to clients yeah. that are in the office and you're not talking about them on the phone, um, you know, and so, you know, having most of the clients, you know, pretty much all the clients read from home these days. And it's, it's certainly efficient. It's certainly the way the business works. Uh, but at the same time, we don't get that face to face. So we try to have a couple of events uh, throughout the year so that we can, uh, you know, we don't talk business, just take time to, to, to see everyone and mm-hmm. they can see us, you know, and it's it's still a relationship business. And that's still the, the best part of it, and the most fun to me. So I didn't want to lose that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's interesting, the the first event that I went to a Vox event that I went to, I was surprised to see it's it's surprising to see all the different it's like old, young, black, white, left, right, like there's, right. It's, it's, it's so cool. I'm like, wow, there, there's so many different kinds and styles of people. Well, that's what's interesting too, because sometimes people will ask, like, how many clients you have, this and that, and some you're like, oh, probably you 
around 300 scale clients. I'm like, oh my God, that's a ton. It's like, actually, it's not. Mm. You know, we keep our list pretty tight, but because of, you know, what you're describing, like there's, you know, voices from teens to, you know, in the 70s and 80s, different ethnicities, different languages, different all this stuff. And so, you know, that's actually a fairly small number given everything that we that we cover. And uh, But it is, it's a great mix and it's a great, uh, that's why those events are so fun just because it's, yeah. it's such a great variety of folks and, uh, and but all they're doing, you know, kind of with the same common thing. And on the talent side, I mean, when I, when I get an email, it's so, it's like, it's a kid in a candy store. There's so much <laughs> fantasy because you never know what you're going to get. And it's just like seeing like your name and it's so cool. And it's like, it's like so professional, but it's so fun. And it's, it's all, it could be for a video game or it could be for right. an animation, a movie, a TV show. And it's always different. I could be playing a little boy or like a little, a, a little girl fairy or like a woman in her thirties <laughs> or forties, kind of sultry. So it's like, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's every day. And it's like, it's constant. Well, I mean, it's like flooding in most of the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's a 12 hour turnaround and people are, people would probably think, Oh my God, a 12 hour turnaround. But the cool thing is as an actor, you can read it right from your iPad. Cause yeah. you know, I, um, you have the mic and then in the, and the soundproof and everything. And then you have the, you can just read it. So it's, when you're not reading it, you, you're making character choices sure. and acting you have to memorize and it's so much pressure in this it's the turnaround is so much quicker and then like you're recording it so if you want to do another take or like edit it or like just redo the line mm-hmm. you can just like do you know you're directing yourself it provides you with that that freedom to kind of be able to to do that and it, it was funny because that was actually when we when we first made the move to um, to kind of exclusively have clients recording from home the biggest challenge was probably dealing with that freedom you know because you're used to going in and be like that's it you want right. like this and you're done and all of a sudden you're sitting there going I have hours to work on this I can do whatever I want with it yeah. and it, you know <laughs> you know the, the biggest challenge was making sure that it, it didn't that didn't trip up people you know in the fact like because you don't the, the thing that usually works in VO is most of the time you take a look at it you get an idea with it and you go with it mm-hmm. and that first take oftentimes is the best angle to it because it's it's fresh in your mind it's what right. you're thinking the one thing you don't want to do is kind of squeeze the organic quality out of the read because you're overanalyzing what I should do with that word or this word you know and those that can be tricky especially in the beginning like you said when you're used to having it one way and then all of a sudden you have that you have that freedom to play um but overall that freedom to play is a great thing because it does allow you to kind of just say all right take it back and you know you can do a take and then two hours later go oh my god i thought of something else i'd really love to do with it mm-hmm. well you can sit you can try one out and send it in usually like you don't you know you're not completely restricted to that uh you know to that moment when you're in the booth so um you know take advantage of the positives of that freedom and then limit the limit the negatives that can come from it that's the best best advice i can give mm-hmm. yeah i remember actually one time um i was with her and and we were driving and she gets a rush call for a voiceover and it was for giggling and, <laughs> and so and so she we're in a parking lot she had like a, a blanket or something in the back of her car and she pulls out her phone and she just start and, and there's a blanket over her head and I'm, I'm watching people pass by right it's like get this visual <laughs> and she's just like giggling under this blanket they used that actual mm-hmm. voiceover they were like that's good and, and that's like, it yeah we don't so, need it redone we're good yeah so yeah. it's like technologically where we're at right now it's so amazing because I definitely do a lot because a lot of times I'm moving around sure. and, and uh, you know it's nice to be able to have the, like there's apps 
apps now. You can do all the editing on your phone and it's, yeah. it's great quality, um, you know, but it's it's definitely technologically, it's a great time to to do things. And it's and it's nice to be able, like you're saying, to really, you know, make it yours and to not, it's important. Like there's been times where I've booked things where I just did something that reminded me of my childhood yeah. and that was what got it because they laughed and were just like, we have to meet you. So yeah, it's- Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that's, that's an important aspect to it where there's, because there's so much competition and, you know, you get your scripts and you've get, you know, you get the specs on what they're looking for and this and that. Oftentimes so many people try to overdo it and like, all right, would they want it like this? But they're saying this, but they're saying this. Usually it's somebody that comes in and just kind of goes, use that as a guideline. I'm not saying you disregard it completely, but you give your own spin on it and you give yeah. your own take. And when you're listening to hundreds and hundreds of auditions, which happens quite a bit, it's usually those ones that step, you know, like, oh, that's a little different. It catches their attention. And oftentimes um, can be the, the differentiating quality that, that lands the job. And the cool thing about um, the industry, you're saying everyone's doing it from home nowadays. It's where like, let's say the the client, um, the talent is in LA or New York and they book a job, then a lot of the clients are out of town. So they just find an engineer studio and pop you into a studio. It could be in Kentucky or Atlanta yeah. or wherever. And you just go in the studio and you just, doesn't matter where in the world you are. Most of the time, that's the case. You'll still have every once in a while a producer is like, I don't want to pay another studio fee. I don't want to. And you, you know, you're dancing around with that a little bit. Or sometimes if there's a partner read, they want them in the same room. But you're right. For the most part, it's, um, you know, you can book anybody anywhere, you know, and there's studios everywhere. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've got clients recording all over the world, not just all over the country. And, um, you know, you'll find a studio at four in the morning in Australia that'll open up and have you go in and you know, record a couple of spots. It's just, it's, it is a global game. Um, and, and, and voiceover certainly at the forefront of that. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because you, we will get some of still like, even to this day with all the sound effects that you can do on your computers and other things, they'll, they will still have auditions for things like that. Like talk right. like a parakeet. You know, and, okay. And then they'll say in the audition, don't do any voice effects. They, we want right. to have it raw and we'll do it in post. Right. And it's like, it's almost like you don't need to audition a lot of people. You could just have a couple people because you can just manipulate the voice. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, but, you know, to each their own. <laughs> How many people, um, like, per project, is it different? Or, like, um, is, there, is, there, is there, like, a number of, like, per commercial or per project animation TV show that people will audition. Sure. Um, You know, for us, no, like there, you know, every once in a while, certainly you'll get a specified max amount that they want to hear. Sometimes they're like, just send us five, just send us 10. Um, But unless they specify that, it really just comes down to what the project is. And sometimes they'll be that specific in terms of whatever, how many auditions they want to receive. Which five or 10 you you send it to. How about tells you lately how attractive you are? No, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I mean, it's like, what we'll do in that case usually is uh, say they want 10 or so we'll probably audition, you know, we'll limit the number of people we send, but probably like 15 to 20. And then we'll take those reads and we'll pick the, the top 10 and send it out. Wow. It doesn't happen as much anymore. Most of the time it's still pretty open in terms of what they're looking for. And so at that point, it depends on, depends on the project, depends on the character. It depends on like, sometimes if it's, you know, if we're talking about a major TV campaign, that's looking at, you know, sometimes they'll come in and like, uh, males, uh, 25 to 45, you're like, and they don't really have too much of a thing. It's like, you're going to get a lot of reads. Because we got a lot of guys in that mix. It's a big time campaign. We want to get as many people, you know, as possible. Um, and then other times you'll have stuff where it's very specific about an age range or a specific vocal type that they want, maybe for a local radio spot here and there. No, 
we'll, we'll probably send you our top five to ten because that's that's about what it, what makes sense as far as you know what we have in the stable of of what would work for this. So it, it does vary kind of completely on on the project and and and, and like I said on on the on the characters that they're looking. For. Yeah, well, the people who are getting a lot of auditions, then it's like big gratitude and super grateful yeah. of all the auditions that come through because I mean you get to choose like who has those yeah, auditions. I mean, it's, there's a there's a casting process that goes on with every project like mm-hmm. where it's you kind of look at it and go who I think would be right for this and who I want to hear and every once in a while you'll go you know what I'm not sure about this but I think kind of outside the box I think this could be an interesting thought and you see how it goes but but yeah I mean each individual project is is cast as though like we're you know many casting directors in our own agency I mean that's kind of you know we pick the folks that we think um, you know have a shot at booking and you deal directly with the casting directors and who else do you deal with mostly and sure, how's I mean, the um, protocol like what's the process yeah, um, I mean, on for, your side um, for casting directors, um, you know, on the commercial side, obviously, like when agencies have reached out to them to really um, specify, you know, the number, they limit the numbers on who they get. So they'll take, you know, folks from a handful of agencies around town. So we deal with them directly. Uh, oftentimes we deal with the ad agency directly. Um, we will, you know, deal with producers and copywriters and, and, and folks like that to, uh, to audition their projects for them and send it to them directly. Um, animation, gaming, obviously we're dealing with producers and casting directors in that world um, that we uh, oftentimes will audition here first. And then, you know, at the callback stage, they'll start to pick and choose who they like and then want to see in person. Um, but, you know, those are the major, you know, those are the folks that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know, basically they'll give us their projects, what they're looking for, and uh, we'll give them, uh, you know, who we think's right for it. And, and we go from there. Yeah. I, thank you. And I noticed on um, voice bank, .net. I used to refer everyone there mm-hmm. and I used to hear my reel on there. And so, but voicebank.net isn't around anymore. So, um, where can people go to listen to other people's commercial and animation reels? Yeah, sure. The voice casting hub actually is a great, um, voice new service hub. that's, um, that's coming up and, uh, and more and more producers are becoming aware of it and using it. And it's a really, it's a, it's going to be a really great kind of upgrade even from, from voice bank once, you know, once all their ducks are in a row as far mm-hmm. as, uh, what they're doing, but that's, that's, that's the next great spot to go and, and be able to listen to those demos and, uh, and pick and choose off of that. And you can also go to our, you know, if you're looking at, at Vox Talent, you can go to our website and we've got uh, we've got the demos up there for and search engines that you can use depending on what you want and what you're looking for. And a photo of you and Nick mentioned your bio. <laughs> <laughs> a very exciting bio in there. Yes, it's very in-depth. And then um, I, I was wondering, um, are there some favorite books or movies uh, talent can watch about voiceovers, education yeah, actually, and voiceover there's industry? A, there's a great documentary that um, our, ta- our, our client, John DiMaggio, uh, helped produce uh, about five years ago. It's called I Know That Voice. Um, and it, and it's, it's almost like a must watch if you're, if you're into VO, because it's, it's, it's got all the top talent in the business, um, which you can start to, you know, one of the fun things about it is, you know, some of your favorite characters that you don't know are voiced by someone. So you're like, Oh my God, they voiced that person, that person, that, that character. Like it's, it's fascinating in that sense, but then it's also very educational because there's, you know, there's casting directors that speak to their process and how that works. And the actors themselves will tell you about how they got into the business and um, you know, what, what it takes on a day-to-day basis to be a voiceover artist and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's incredibly entertaining, but it also very invaluable to, to an artist who's looking to, to understand how the business works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very cool. And then um, 
you guys are in the voiceover world. You're pretty well known and you've been around for quite a while. Is there like a philosophy that you guys have um, or, or an approach that you guys take? Why, why do you what do you think it is about you that stands out? And, and um, why have you had so much longevity, do you feel? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. You know, I think, number one, it starts with talent. We've had great talent um, and we continue to, which is, you know, that's step one, because, you know, if you're a nice person, you do all this stuff. It doesn't matter if the folks can't come to you and get quality in return. That's that's what they're here for. So uh, we've been very fortunate in that over the years that we've, uh, we've been able to have great clients that uh, uh, that we can present to the folks. And, and I do think, you know, and I think our philosophy is, you know, it's a user friendly philosophy, both on the client side and on the producer side. We're, you know, never upset to talk to, <laughs> to, to folks and, and get into things with them and um, and, and try to be uh, accessible. Uh, I think that's the that's the toughest part these days is that with so much going on and with the speed at which everything is cooking, you know, to be able to still have that accessibility for both your buyer and client alike is very important. And that's something we take very seriously here. And, and hopefully the clients feel that way and, and, and the buyers do. Um, but that's a, that's a kind of a big part of what we do. And, and one of the reasons, you know, we're able to do that is kind of what I described before and having a, a smaller list, you know, and, and, and taking, a, you know, we're never going to be managers. That's what managers are for. But um, we take a little bit more of a managerial approach than maybe some other agencies do. And uh, because of that, we're able to do some of the things that uh, you know, I just talked about and, and makes that uh, that makes that manageable. And that's just kind of the, the process that, that works for us and the way we want to go about doing this business. So um, we just try to be kind of true to ourselves and what our, uh, you know, what we think worked and, you know, so far so good. So we've been very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. And, and I must say, there's a lot of love here. I totally feel the love on all the levels. It's just, it's super healthy and there's a lot of love and that's, that's awesome. That's very sweet of you to say. Yeah. yeah it's because it, it so is, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, these are, uh, you know, these are folks you spend more time with than your family, you know, so you want to make yeah, sure yeah. that the yeah. environment is, you know, we take, we do a business that is incredibly fast paced and there can be some stress involved, certainly, but um, there's no reason to me to create extra stress out of nothing and, and some in your inner office politics or anything like that. So we've, we've been very fortunate about finding folks that, uh, you know, agree with the way we do business and, uh, and, and try to permeate that throughout the company. Yeah. And then um, I know you guys are always growing and expanding. Is there anything cool or interesting on the horizon? for Vox? Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, there's, there's always, um, you know, there's always elements that you look at in terms of, you know, we always know that the, you know, this business is changing, you know, and, and, and it always is changing and that's, that's the way it should be. You try to do what you can to stay on top of things where, you know, obviously voiceovers are bread and butter. It's what we do. It's what we'll always do, but we've been able to expand into some other areas, uh, in terms of, uh, celebrity on camera endorsements, things that, you know, social media and those types of deals. And the thing that's always been important to us is that whatever thing we start to move on, to and expand to, um, it only benefits our main core, which is the voiceover. So there's, there, it's never added an expense of that. It's only to help build relationships that can only come back and help that as well. So those particular elements um, and avenues that we've we've kind of expanded on over the last few years uh, have been great because it really has done nothing but, you know, kind of like I said, enhance uh, those relationships uh, in terms of voiceover and just create more opportunities in that world. Yeah. And then maybe you could name a few movies or TV shows for people out there that are new or um, don't know a lot about the voiceover world that they'd be able to recognize. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, you know, luckily most of America appears to have already recognized Incredibles 2, which is, which is fantastic. <laughs> very, very excited about that. Our client, Craig T. Nelson, uh, you know, is, is Mr. Incredible. So, wow. um, yeah, nice. exactly. And it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's a great movie and it's just, it's a ton of fun. And, and obviously it was, you know, 14 years since the original and people were, I think, excited and hungry for it. And, uh, uh, and to produce a great movie to, you know, to go with that is, has been incredibly helpful. So definitely go out and check that out if you haven't already. Um, that's, 
uh, that's one that we're all enjoying right now. Cool, Very cool, cool. 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 I- ironically, if someone were to hear this and they had the thought and then they actually took the thought to another level and actually took the steps of the research and, and made proper demos and, you know, quality demos, would it be okay for them to find the Vox address and uh, mail you uh, a CD of their commercial and or animation reel or promo reel? It would actually all be um, to save everyone's money. It's email is the best way to go about that these days. Mm-hmm. And you can go to our website and, and find um, the areas to go. And uh, usually the Vox Facebook page is a great place to go and submit um, if you don't uh, know anyone that can, you know, refer you directly, okay. um, you know, which is, you know, the best way to get it through to us. But we will take a listen to, you know, to demos as they come in. Okay. So maybe they could mention in the subject line, I heard you on a podcast or TSP podcast or something and then, and then send it to you that way. That could give people an opportunity, no promises, but it could give people an opportunity. But any frame of reference like that just helps. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would just say, because again, again, for me, when I was brand new to this world, luckily I had, I had Kay to show me the steps. I would definitely say for people who know that they have a, a unique voice to really, really do the research. We live in an information age. There's so much information out there. There is free royalty free music, um, you know, and and thankfully um, I had somebody who was able to give me some some music to really make it sound like a professional reel. But mm-hmm. do your research, go onto YouTube, you know, and and um, go onto different websites and listen to people's reels and, and take your time because it is a fun world. Like even when I get turned down for auditions, <laughs> I never feel upset about it. Right. I laugh. I, I read these auditions and, and it's fun for me yeah. and it is a fun world and it's a great community. And I, and I think at the key of it, that's why it's important for people to really, if you know, hey, I have a unique voice. My mother tells me all the time <laughs> right. that I should do something with it. You know, then then take, <laughs> then take the steps, take your time, because it is a really, really, really great community. And it is a great point about the, the fact that it's all there. You know, it's all there for you. And not just in, you know, the research that you can be done on, on online and, and finding out about the business itself. But, you know, watch commercials, pay more attention, you know, and watch yeah. anime. Yeah, movies, yeah, exactly. pay attention, you know, yeah. and get a feel for what, what's working and what, what people are hiring. It's, it's, it's not a secret. It's all out there if you want to consume it. So yeah, exactly. That that's what I say, say too. It's like, listen to commercials. Yeah. Would you be that mom? Would you be like the teenager? Oh, yeah. back to school or Start hey, to mom. get a feel for where maybe you fit within the yeah. world. Yeah. Make a list of um, commercials that would be good for you. Yep. Or, and then separately um, animation type voices, take some months to prepare the voices. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And if you're going to, the one thing I would also say too is, you know, if you do, you know, you want to reach out to an agent or a casting director or something along those lines and you want to present yourself, do the work first because you, you know, again, you never get a second chance to make a first impression like they say. So if you get, hey, I did a couple of things online and I want to see what you think, it's probably not going to be taken very seriously. Like get that demo produced, get all that stuff taken care of so that it looks like you're serious about being in this game because it's not going to, because of the sheer volume of folks doing it these days, if you're not serious, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, that's, that's a great point. I definitely, luckily, going back to Bill, I was able to take his group classes. And, and I remember really not only how they helped me hone in and find my voice, but also there was a guy in, in one of the group sessions that I did where he went to a, a voiceover class and he had studied and he had an amazing voice. And then Bill goes, where did you study? And he tells me, he's like, yeah, don't ever go back there. Right, you right. know, so to go back to your original point is, is you know, you want to, you really want to know that, you know, whoever you're working with this quality, yeah. but also really take your time because that presentation, when you reach out to people, you know, 
luckily I was able to connect with Alyssa. I was mm-hmm. in Bill's studio. She heard my voice. I took the steps and I followed up. Right. But I also didn't just say, okay, cool. I have a cool voice and here's some music. Here you go. Right. I took several months. I was taking classes and, and really wanted it. And, and gratefully and thankfully, I'm part of the team. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very valid point. Yeah. And it doesn't matter like um, how much money you spend. So, right. you know, it's like he said, it's the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I think we're going to wrap up here. Okay. Um, I Just two quick questions. Um, where in the world haven't you been yet that you really want to go? Mm-hmm. I uh, I have not been to Ireland yet. And being an Irish lad, I uh, I look forward to that. And it looks like I'm actually going to go in, in, a, in a month or so. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yes. Cool, cool, Thank cool. you. Okay. And then the last question is, um, I know you love pizza. (laughs) (laughs) The word's out, is it? Yes. (laughs) What's one of your favorite pizza places in Los Angeles? Honestly, one of my favorite places is right down the street here. It's uh, it's called Rocco's uh, here on Wilshire. Okay, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, these guys, uh, you know, New Yorkers who who came over about, probably about, almost about the time I (laughs) came here. The the restaurant opened up about a year after I was at uh, the company. It was called TGI which is now Vox, obviously. Um, and uh, and they, they literally make one of the best pizzas here in L.A. It's Because uh, yeah. it, pizza can be difficult to find here at mm-hmm. times. And I just moved um, you know, down further down the South Bay and I'm still searching. So uh, it's 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 tougher to find. But that's that's one of the best places I've had here for sure. OK, yum. Yum. And then I don't know. Have you have you had a Vox party there? We haven't had a Vox party there. No, probably not big enough, unfortunately, oh, okay. to, to fit uh, oh. to fit everyone that would, uh, would need it. to be in. So, yeah. Got, got it, got it. Okay. I had my own Vox party there about twice a week. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Private party. Exactly. The president pizza party. Private. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. No, no, no thanks for having me, guys. It was You're fun. You're amazing. Okay, <laughs> awesome. see you next time. All right, you got it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.